Hey, this is something to brag about podcast and we're back you guys so this episode will be a little bit different same format just no cool music weaved in and out of our segments so bear with us we're having a technical difficulty and we'll have the appropriate format for you in the coming weeks thank you sit back relax and enjoy the show Alrighty, so we're back. We back for another round. It's been a minute though. <laughs> Do you have to say that? I'm sure they know. It's been a hot little minute, you know. I'm sure they know that they didn't get no notifications about yeah. the show. I'm just saying, just make it known, you know. Make what known? It's been a minute. You have to move this up. Been a little hot love. Make sure we get your voice. Flash. Well, what have you been doing? School and work. I've been working in schooling. Like, literally, I just completed a 400-hour internship, taking my little grad classes, you know. It never ends, you know. So, working in school, just trying to maintain, you know, trying to be great. Well, you are great. You can be greater, though. Well, great. I appreciate that, Miss Bragg. What you been doing? Um, nothing. <laughs> I graduated and then basically did nothing after I graduated. I was just like, I need to unplug from the world. Kinda. Taking like a little self care. Well, no, because I wasn't really taking care of myself like that. But clearly, um, don't do that. <laughs> um, but it was more so like a just like uh, I've been been like a hamster on a wheel. Oh no! For like eight years, not going in circles. No, not going. Yeah, but yes, the circle, of, the cycle of school. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the first semester I've never been in school in my whole life. Right. So you my adjusting. whole life, not even like. High school, college, it. like since I started school, I got it. So I was just like, oh. So, so you getting adjusted to like not doing, to like not being a student. Yeah, to like the work world. Now, how and was that? How that been treating you? Not really good because I haven't really applied myself to like the jobs that I want because it's a pay cut from the job I have. But then I've been like, like getting myself. To the point where I need, like, I feel like I have to amp myself up to step out on faith. Like, because I want to step out on faith and, like, quit that job and then apply for a job that's in my field. Right. But I have to, like, get myself up to that point. So, I've been I doing gotta that. got to talk yourself up to it. Yeah. So, like, all right, God, I got you. Like, girl, go. And then apply. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been on that same tip lately. Like, I told myself I'm about to start getting everything that I feel like I deserve and I want. Like, I'm not settling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just going for this job just because I need money in my pocket. Cause that's not what God set up for me on, on this earth. So, yeah. you feel me? We'll never get to where we got to go if we always settling. Or depending on the depending paycheck. Depending on the paycheck. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we live in a at-will state. Your job can let you go at any, at any minute. Don't have to tell you why they letting you go. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to give you a two-week notification. Just drop you. Yeah. So you might as well just go and just... And I can collect some unemployment, so that won't be too bad. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's why it's good to talk about. <laughs> talk it out. Like, plot my fire in her. There you go. Like, um, but now I'm pregnant, so... That, well, you <laughs> have a legitimate reason to, <laughs> to check out for a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I'm pregnant and I'm due January and I'm excited. That's what's up. Congratulations. Even though I Thank told you, you about like eight times, especially when I first yeah. found out. When you first told me you was pregnant. You like, were saying like, you said congratulations like eight times. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was probably over exaggerating. Oh, okay. <laughs> it probably ain't been like eight times, but I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. Like, I never know because, you know, I never get pregnant. <laughs> but I'm sure like you and your... Uh, Significant other is very excited about this time. It's a monumental time in your life, you know? It is. It so is. that's beautiful. Do you find out what you're having or you want to keep it a secret? No, I'm having a girl. you having a girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, shucks. A mini-me. I know, but for some reason, I don't feel like she'll be anything like me. She'll be like me in, like, education-wise. But I think she probably won't be, like, as mouthy as I am. Uh, apples never fall too far from the tree, baby. Yeah, but it's also another apple involved. Oh, but okay, yeah, 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 they're right. And man usually had the more dominant traits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but you never know. Yeah. So that's what 
I guess our month, our year's been like. Right. Yeah. Like this year was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happened. Pregnancy, still in school. You know what I'm saying? Well, ain't nothing happened on my end. I'm still. You I'm finished on a the internship. Wheel. Well, yeah, but that ain't nothing like. For it real, is monumental. Don't do that, Brandon. Oh, I'm wins. just ready to graduate. I'm ready to I get this wins. masters, bro, and I'm ready yeah. to just like fly high. I'm ready to move out of Michigan, especially with all this oh, racism okay. and race tension that's popping off at these universities. I don't have time. Like, I'm ready to just get up out of here. I agree with that. All right then. I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Let's go. It's time for the meet. This is awkward. <laughs> don't you think this is awkward? We did it a long time. Yes, you don't have to whisper though, because we're on air. Oh, we're recording? Yes. I didn't know we were recording. I said, let's go. Oh, it's time for the meet, baby. Time for the. That's not right. <laughs> it's time oh, for the meet. And that's then the I meet. say it's time for the meet. Right, dinner, go ahead. Baby. See? Okay. It's time okay, for the meet, which I said. Okay. It's time for the meat. It's time for the dinner, baby. It's time to eat. It's time to grub dub love. You already know. Seven course meal on the okay. table. Okay. <laughs> You've turned to a rapper. <laughs> I got bars. You know, it's a new. You got what? Bars. Bars? Bars. Okay. All right. So. Trying the, to make fun of my accent. Last time we talked, I don't. So, you guys. Where was we? We're talking. Last time March we or talked. March or April? It was probably, uh, March. I think. April, no, it was April because we did our one year pod anniversary show. You're right. And it was April. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We did record the show after that, but it just never it got lost. Um, How did it get lost? I don't know where that drive is. Oh, yeah. And I had to reboot my computer. I remember that episode. I was looking for it. Well, it'll still come out if I find that drive. I got the recordings. I just don't okay. know where they are. Well, let's find that drive then. All right. Everybody just say, Help Danny find that drive. Hashtag, Hashtag find, that drive. find that drive. Okay, so which can climate? apply to a lot of stuff though, like find that drive to continue to go to work, find that drive <laughs> to continue to go to school, find that drive to continue to fight racism. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So when we left the climate of the nation was what, like it is now, or worse. It was beginning to get. It was like putting the pot on the stove, right? You know what I'm saying? Like the water was boiling when we left. Yeah. I think now the water has spilled over, and the, like the burners on the stove are smoking type stuff. Now, what event would you say um, took took the pot took the water over? What you mean, like what? I, nationally, globally, yeah. locally? Yeah. Like what? I mean, everything that Trump doing is tipping the pot, water out the pot. Like I can name a few things from him trying to I think that, ban um, uh, immigrants. From him, you know, uh, talking bad about foreign leaders. You this know, year running was off a doozy. Y'all talk about 2016 was bad. This year was bad in a whole nother way. For me, the pop came off the stove. It's like in the last month and a half, we had Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville and those protests. That was taking the cake, like, for me. And then it's just like the natural disasters happened on top of each, back each other. To back. And it was like her- Hurricane Katrina times four all over again, right. you know? Yeah. So, what about you? What you mean, what about me? Like, when did the, the, the water go over the pot? Are you listening? Yeah, I told you. I said... You didn't say really when. Well, it was basically... For you. Whenever Trump get on Twitter or whenever he announces okay, so something. so every day. So, pretty much so every, every day, day the, the water, water is boiling. Like, okay. period. Anytime I see a, a, a racial incident um, involving minorities, African-American males, mm-hmm. like, the water is spilling over. So, for myself, like, it has never, like been a point where I think the water subsided and things has been eased. Ever since this man came into office, it's like I have had a state of anxiety only because the rhetoric that he perpetuate and what he stands for. And it's like a lot of people in America are oblivious to it. They don't even understand like the climate of society that we're in and how much um, it mimics where we come from. Like we're back before the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy. So to answer that question, I I, I say when he was elected into office, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
To be honest. You know, how I feel is like, you were saying like, it, how, how you feel about like what's going on daily. Like you just like, huh. I feel like, I mean, I be just like numb. I just be like, I don't have no reaction. I'm not surprised. Nothing is surprising. Oh, okay. Trump said that. Oh, okay. He did that. Oh, okay. Right. Like, I don't have no real reactions to, to any of that. But we talked about all of that to kind of talk about the climate um, of, like, the nation and education and at universities on campuses, high schools, high schools, even the elementary schools, because I've seen some stuff um, about kids protesting and how teachers have been handling it. So if you have been in America, <laughs> which hopefully you have, I mean, but we do got well, some if you just been from under a rock. If you haven't been under a rock, then you probably know what's going on around the country in terms of police brutality and the conversation regarding Colin Kaepernick's protest. Which, from what I believe, like before it got to this point, as in like like what it's at today, I believe that initially. The protest was like, it was him, like he was just sitting down on the national anthem and he was just like, I don't, I don't respect this song or this country because y'all don't respect us as black people, right? Basically. And then he got a lot of backlash about the disrespect of the military and the veterans regarding the national anthem. And so I think. I feel like this is what I got from it. I'm not for sure. I don't have no facts up on it. But this is what I got from reading and then living through it is he then decided to take a knee to show that this is no disrespect to soldiers who have fought, veterans who have fought, or any part of the military or people who have fought for our country. But I still just am not going to stand for this event. So I think that was like a common ground, right? Yeah. I don't know how they took that and just made it a, such a nasty thing, but at first um, it was just kind of him doing it, and it has um, spilled over into uh, a mass demonstration. Some done correctly, some done incorrectly. Which I feel like if you're not gonna do it correctly, don't do it at all. But in the NFL, it has been done on a mass scale. Because of what the president decided to tweet out or say in a press conference, mm-hmm. you know. And what did he say? He basically was like, anybody who does not stand for the national anthem should be fired and have their jerseys burned and things like that. And didn't he call them a name or something? I don't know for sure. I, I think he called them, he said those something. I forgot what he said. But... um <laughs> The whole protest around taking a kneel, I think a lot of people miss the point mm-hmm. of the reason why they're kneeling um, at the reciting of the Star Spangled Banner. Um, if you really are cognizant or are aware of America's history and you understand the brutality and the genocide and the uh, enslavement of people of color. And then you hear that song is a huge contradiction when you're forced to recite something that you can't live on a day to day basis. Um, that's a problem. So I think like the, the, the bigger issue, the larger issue is that we have these ideologies, these right wing ideologies, basically those who are white supremacists or those who don't believe that equality should be for all men. They have a hard time understanding why we believe the way we believe. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that seeps over to an element of privilege because if you have privilege being a white person, you have the choice to choose whether or not you want to understand something or whether or not you respect somebody else's beliefs and values, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, I think people are forgetting 
and missing the point of how significant social movements were in our history, how significant uh, protests were in our history. If uh, Thurgood Marshall did not go against the Supreme Court, we wouldn't have gotten a college education. Right. Um, if the civil rights movement did not um, happen, we probably wouldn't have had the certain rights that we have had, or you understand what I'm saying, segregated. and still be segregated and things of that sort. So it stems deeper than just him not wanting to recite the Star Spangled Banner or stand in formation with his uh, colleagues. It's it's the it's the historical treatment that has happened. Um, to us and then you want us to stand in 2017 and sing this song that say we are free the rights and liberties home of the brave it's like this is the home of the bloodshed and it's hard when you're black and you singing a song about home of the brave when you know like your mm-hmm. people have been killed mm-hmm. constantly when you know that you at risk of getting pulled over if you s- get stopped because you didn't signal left or signal right mm-hmm. you know if you're a woman that you you at risk of getting fondled by a white man if you were in their environment and you dare not say nothing because they already view you as a hoe anyway you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying like this is the day and time we live in so um, I think I appreciate him for standing up and like being that misfit and that outcast. And by him doing that, a lot of people don't see he probably understood what he was jeopardizing. Right. He right. probably understood what was on the line for him going against the grain. But if somebody don't go against the grain, how can we ever make change? If he didn't do what he did, it wouldn't have never been a national protest. Nobody would have never like picked up on a little trend of taking a um a knee you feel what i'm saying right. um but i think it's important for them to understand why the knee is being taken yeah you know it's not because we want to be defiant um and we want to resist against white supremacy although that is what it is but it's like how dare you force me mm-hmm. to recite something as if i believe it knowing good and well i can't live it and then it's also like how it's like so it's like irony like you place so much value on the flag, but yet when racism, prejudice, and injustices are happening, it's like not a big stand up and a push. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, how don't disrespect the flag, but we can disrespect each other. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, this is cloth at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I can sew a flag, you can sew a flag. Like, what, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's crazy because. It's almost like the the American people who feel like the Confederate flag is not is a problem, but the American flag is not a problem. It's like you are part of the problem yeah, you're part because of the problem. how can how can you feel like one flag is a problem, but when we sit here and telling you that this flag is also a problem, you're going to ignore. You it. want to debate it, but if you really understood uh, understood your history, you would know that uh, the Confederate flag was birthed because of the American flag. If the American it, flag was never in different. place, if America would never, you know, have done what they have done, um, it would have never given birth to the Confederate mm-hmm. flag. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like um, it's a whole educational piece that you have to have when you enter into this realm of social justice. And we're looking at these inequalities Um Because it's so easy for us to become emotional behind it. It's like, how dare you do this to our group of people? Or how dare you not like me because of the color of my skin? Do you know how stupid that sounds? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But on the flip side of that, too, like us as black people, we have to understand when those... Uh, tactics are being thrown at us, right? We got to understand not to become always emotional around social in, uh, in, in injustices and um, be so temperamental um, and understand that our forefathers, I'm not when I mean forefathers, I don't mean of America. I mean, black I mean our for, like, black forefathers, like our ancestors, Martin, Martin Luther King, Thurgood Marshall. It's like they Frank exemplify Frank. how we should attack and how we should approach. You know what I'm saying? These injustices, even though they may not feel good, baby girl and baby boy, they're not new. 
They've been around in our society forever. Mm -hmm. It's just how we respond to them makes all the difference. So I appreciate taking a nail because we could have took a gun. We could have took a bat. (laughs) We could have took our fist. You know what I'm saying? Because those are the reactions that we have in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to look at a more local scale and come to your neighborhood. Let's look at the University of Michigan Mm -hmm. and the stuff that's popping off, that's been popping off, that has been underreported for so long. Just recently, um, the black students that attend that university, which is a very minute percent, I'm not even sure what the percentage is, but I'm confident to know it's a small percent. Um, they were protesting. They were advocating because of the social issues and problems that are happening around race and relations today. Um, and it ended up in a brawl, a fight. What? I never even It ended up this. in a brawl, in a fight. Um, according to the in, um, uh, MS. MB or MSCBC is that right MSBC or Michigan Live one of those news stations it's Michigan Live for sure but another news station covered the story but long story short MSNBC MSNBC they're out there they're protesting you know their their constitutional right um, being peaceful right this is the University of Michigan right so according to um, the top colleges this is the one of the most prestigious colleges it's an Ivy League (laughs) in Michigan right? right but check this out look at the behavior that's transpired and the um, conflict between race and relations that has happened in 2017 um, that I find to be um, not ironic, but it mimics what happened in our history and society. But it, we're just now on a campus mm-hmm. in a university, in right? Water, that you would think yeah. it wouldn't even transpire. But back to the story, they out there protesting a group of Black Lives Matter students. And next thing you know, this white boy walk up and he tried to stall on one of my mans. What? So, you know, of course, we're reactionary. You're not just going to come up and well, hit you're us. not hitting us if I protest, if I'm not if protesting. I'm not, if you can't even bump into us without no, us feeling some kind no. of way. You know what I'm saying? So he was dead, like too confident, and Do like he have some backup. Like he had, it was nobody. He was standing there in the middle of the street. Oh, Jesus. This 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 white boy stopped traffic. Out. He was like, like he was Hulk or something. <laughs> It was crazy. So, like, they really have footage, like, mm-hmm. shots by shots of the fight of him and this big black boy, like, banging, like, one-on-one. Wow. According to the news story, the white boy was taken to jail. They say he did not belong to the University of Michigan. Of course, they're going to disassociate him from the mm-hmm. university just so mm-hmm. their reputation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't be ruined. But look at the travesty and the message that is being sent. But did they support their student? There, no. Because I'm pretty sure, like like you just said, no, the University of Michigan probably disassociated themselves with the aggressor and also did not support the um, the victim. Of course they didn't. But, uh, but when issues like this arise, Danny, and you know firsthand just by going to the, the sister school, we stay mm-hmm. right down the street from <laughs> University of Michigan, right. um, they're, they're quick to... Project their mission and how their 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 statements or how diverse they are, mm-hmm. how much they promote. But at they the end of the, the day, numbers. at the end of the day, this is not the first incident that has happened in University of Michigan. So for those of you who would like to keep up with uh you know black higher education news across the world, I'm gonna give you a, a website that you can go to. Um, and the name of the website is the Journal of Blacks in Higher Education. Again, it's called the Journal of Blacks and Higher education you can just google that and it'll pull up a site and it has tabs where you can find all information from enrollments at universities public universities across the country racial gaps campus racial incidents um you can find out uh latest books by black authors i mean it's a dope site so i'm giving you a little nugget right here but um on their campus i mean on their website under the campus racial incidents tab um it's reported at the University of Michigan three black students had the word nigger written next to their names on the nameplates of their dormitory rooms. Now these what? are freshmen. These were freshmen. This is recently 2007, which was not reported. I feel unplugged. Man. You understand? It was not reported on any local national news. Um, so this website is dope because it make they make it their business mm-hmm. to cover black racial incidents just so we are aware of the climate that we're in. Um, Did they report on the guy who decided to take a knee, a knee at the Diag? 
No, I, I I haven't heard anything about that. Okay, so there was a student, and I saved it on my Facebook page. So I'm going to go pull that up. Um, but basically, he decided to take a knee earlier this week at the Diag. Wasn't it like for 23 hours or something like that? I didn't even... He, he said he was taking a knee until he couldn't do it anymore, you mm-hmm. know? So it probably wasn't a long... It probably was a long time, you know, which 23 hours is... A lot longer than discipline and will and and and, and body um, pain than I could endure. You know stamina, what I'm saying? Right. Just everything, like not even just stamina, but just like the willpower. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, like right. the mental power, like all of that. So, like I definitely commend him, but I'm going to try to find his name on my page. Okay, so why Danny finding that page? So I just told you about University of Michigan, how the three black students um, later in that week, they found another uh, racial slur written on a whiteboard of the dormitory room of black first year students. So basically what these racial slurs are intended to do, they try to intimidate, you know what I'm saying? The black students, but the way we were raised and like just the life struggles and life situations That's not intimidation. That's that, that we deal with, we, we don't see that as intimidation if anything you're provoking That's a right. negative reaction from us um and i and i applaud those students at the university of michigan who did not respond in a violent and defiant way and didn't give them what they wanted um but i'm i'm afraid danny how much more can we just be passive you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. how much more can we just go to a protest because everybody have a limit that you push you feel what i'm saying right and that they can take that they can take so at the end of the day, I really do applaud. I take my hat off to those young men because honestly, now I probably okay. would have walked away and I probably would have done things, you know, politically correct. But my freshman year of college, if that would have happened to me, baby, I would have been out of school. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I would have been on probation um, because that's not something that I was used to. But the day and time that we're in, it's sad that you got to sit down and talk to your little brothers who's 15, 16, or talk to your children who are younger and really have this conversation with them like, look, this is how you respond. You feel me? Mm-hmm. If you think about the movies that we watch about when they are displaying the times in our history, how they would talk to their kids before sending them out to work to the white for the white people and say, hey, don't talk back. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth. Watch your manners. Mind your manners. We're back to that time now. Yeah. It's no more say how you feel. Speak your mind. Like, it's watch your watch your mouth or you gonna get killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and the crazy, crazy thing is that they have, they have even sent that me- they've sent that message out across the board, and um, in some instance they've done a good job as to send that message to just black people, because black people know that it's just brown and black people, right? And then. Um, that story comes out about the girl who is in the car and she's white and she's scared and the officer like, you don't got nothing to worry about. We don't shoot white people. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Kill. He said, you know, we kill black people. Like, well, we, we shoot we, black we people. Only, right. We only shoot black people. Right. But the climate is so. It's thick. Um, right. Thick that she don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't even know that or share privilege is so. Like her privilege light is on, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, that right, she's right. so oblivious to the to 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 the whole idea the that it's population. just black right. people, right. you know what I'm saying, or minorities that are being targeted. That she was like, I'm in fear. Like I don't want to get shot. You know what right. I'm saying? I don't know who y'all target is. That's a problem. That's, very That's a problem. problem. Nobody should be scared of the police when they getting pulled over. You, you should be scared if you committed the crime. Absolutely. Like you want to run. You Absolutely. you robbed the bank and they pulled you over and Absolutely. you like, oh shit. Absolutely. You know, but not for just a, a headlight or a no blinker. You know what I'm saying? Right. That shouldn't cost nobody to lose their life. But I did find the post, and it comes from. Um, a student, his name is Dana Green Jr. And I just want to read the last paragraph of the letter that he sent out to the university. Or he sent it out to the president. And it says, I will kneel at the diag facing the flag in, silent pro- in a silent protest until there is nothing left in me. I am prepared to miss class and work for a simple idea. I am not kneeling in disrespect to our troops or our country. I am kneeling because we should be better than this. 
I am kneeling because I am tired of doing nothing. I am kneeling because I want this campus and this country to acknowledge the fact that I know to be true. We are not and have never lived by the idea of our founding of our founding that all men are created equal. I am kneeling because we because we are better than this. Um, there's some typos in there, but it's we got right. the um, message. That's basically what he's saying. Yes, we are better than this. So, and I'm guessing he probably was saying he was referring to this as in the situation as the situation that you were talking about mm-hmm. with the bra, mm-hmm. and this followed after it. So he has a lot of supporters out there that brung him stuff. You know, like water, towel. He has somebody out there holding the umbrella for him. Because the days in which he decided to protest were some of the hottest days in the past two weeks that we right. had. The weather has been off the chain. So, um, he should be definitely commended for his um, stand against police brutality and injustices on campuses. For sure. Now, we're going to move down to Eastern Michigan University, which is located less than what? Like, t- less than five miles or probably more. What about probably like seven, eight, seven, eight miles mm-hmm. away from the University mm-hmm. of Michigan, who recently just had another a racial incident on campus. Um, they actually found uh, white supremacist flyers being passed out on Eastern's campus, which they purport how diverse they are, how mm-hmm. inclusive they are. Um, the most diverse in the Midwest. In the Midwest. And we all know BS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this is not the first incident that has happened. Like, over the past year, this is like the third or fourth incident that has happened where um, the targeted population have been African Americans. Right. And racial slurs has just been... Just a year ago. Just a year ago. Racial slurs has been plastered on um, the Martin Luther King building. Buildings that mm-hmm. represent, that are iconic to the African American community. Um, and it raises a lot of questions for the uh, uh, university mm-hmm. as to where where are the uh, um, uh, cameras Who's monitoring those areas? Mm-hmm. How does these incidents? How is the keep... campus being patrolled? Absolutely. How does these incidents keep coming up and happening? How are you claiming that the university is safe? If, for example, if I'm out at a random time walking campus, right, and somebody is vandalizing property and writing racial slurs, my initial, my initial, my initial thought is to stop them, interject, right? Right. How are you out policing the campus? If these type of events could occur and there's nobody there to stop them or to prevent them. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, that's that's mind-boggling to me. Even there is not even anybody to patrol or police the situations that are happening before they get publicized. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. there is no way that somebody was able to spray paint the side of the building. And nobody knew about it. Nobody still has Nobody not found that anything. person. No cameras could have been seen. Could all that? So um, I know we were talking about Eastern, but I'm gonna go back to University of Michigan um, because the following day, the Black Student Unit Union they met with the president at the University of Michigan to address their concerns. And his response to them, I think, is very dismissive and disrespectful. Um, but it really project who is the uh, supremacist in this situation. He told them, this is what he told them. Listen up. He said, would you guys rather have safety or privacy when they ask if they can put cameras up around buildings just to protect them from racial incidents? He he actually said, do you guys rather uh, want your safety or privacy? Now, what type of response is that? To Why would I have to choose as a student? As a student. Over privacy or safety. That doesn't even make any sense. As a student, I come here and pay what? So you gonna tell me that in my tuition or no in my fees I have to put check one check one if you want safety or if you want um privacy, privacy. what do you mean like, I'm entitled to both that's Hitler I pay. that's Hitler mindset like you know what I'm saying like and it's crazy and the University of Michigan not the University of Michigan Eastern Michigan University the last past three incidents they still have not found the pe- the perpetrators and decided that they wanted to um suspend I'm glad they were overturned but they wanted to expel what is it 13 students, yeah, those students. or six between 13 and 16 students I'm glad it was overturned 
And I'm also really glad that we have the backing of the NAACP um, with these chapters who, that are at Michigan and that are at Eastern. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, without these chapters being here, they the national... That was this. The national... The National Association wouldn't have came in, you get what I'm saying, Absolutely. to give backing. Absolutely. So I definitely appreciate that the NAACP chapters are here and active on these campuses. And supporting us. But it's not only at the University of Michigan. Right. It's not only at Eastern Michigan University, you guys. And I bet you guys didn't notice because this news is underreported. So I'm about to share with you some racial inc- uh, incidents that um, happened on campus college campuses across the country so at cornell university a black student was beaten by a group of white men who used racial slurs during the attack um at cabarini university a black student had the words nigger go away written on her uh dormitory room door um at southern illinois university edwardsville found the words filthy niggers on the note left on the door of his campus apartment um at, the, at Westfield State University in Massachusetts, an African-American student had a note placed in her room that read, Black people do not deserve to be united. You're worth nothing. Another black student had the word nigger written on her dormitory room. You guys, why, why are we covering this topic? Why are we bringing this news to you from across the board? Just to let you know that it's not only happening in your backyard, but it's happening across the country. And African Americans are the targeted population at collegiate institutions. They are coming in universities and they are threatening, threatening us in hopes to intimidate us from succeeding and achieving and reaching our academic goals. Um, this is a day and time that we hope we didn't have to come and live through again. So it's very imperative as to what we do in those moments where injustices are being presented, where hate crimes are being perpetuated right. on our campus. It's not a time for us to joke around or to respond violently, but more so for us to organize and for us to get together and actually exemplify what it is to be an African American on a white university's campus and not be viewed as the narrative that's attached to us um martin luther king has showed us even to the point of losing his life and many other black activists and unsung heroes who have stood their ground um and know how to respond in those very 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 detrimental um and emotional moments my heart goes out to all the victims across the the, the country mm-hmm. um those students who only want an education right. who only want to better not only themselves but their family as well that we have to experience this it, it's sad that i have to wake up and turn on the news and this is what is being covered it's sad that i, I go on facebook and this is what is being mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. it's sad when i go to my campus and this is what is happening it's like everywhere we're we're turning we're seeing how we're viewed in society now the next question is how long are we going to stand or kneel you understand what i'm saying Mm because you can only stand and you can only kneel for so long because then it's going to be a whole it's not going to be nothing peaceful and we don't promote violence right we're not promoting violence we're not saying No, but i'm just saying the way that the climate is going this is like You've been peaceful. As, I just think it's going to be an uproar. You know what I'm saying? If we look at like our history, has like, always like, been. Like the 1965 riots, like, it's going to be... It's going to be... Absolutely. And like, I'm say, like I said earlier, if we look at our history, Danny... It has always resulted in violence. It may have started peacefully, silently. We have tried to communicate and come to some type (laughs) of rational agreement. You understand what I'm saying? Restorative (laughs) justice. We tried all that. Um, But behaviorally, like from a behavioral Mm -hmm. perspective, it it is going to, like Danny is saying, But it's just like a child and a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like... That your parents, yeah, your parent be like, I ain't trying to whoop you, man. I ain't trying to whoop you. I'm trying to, you know, right. You keep acting up, you keep acting up, and then you're like, all right, now you about to get a yeah. whooping, like. Not, so and you that's know? and that's kind of like the and that's with everything, you know what I'm saying? People, I think the end result, people feel like it has to get physical because I've tried everything else. 
but it doesn't. It doesn't have to get physical. So what we're gonna do? We know if you listen to this, we got we, we got you all riled up and emotionally disturbed, <laughs> and you're probably searching Google right now to try to find the incidents that we talked about. Um, you're probably looking at that website that I, I mentioned to you. Uh, but we do want to give you some type of tools, um, and recommendations as to what you can do if you are found in those situations. And the first thing to do, um, is group together. It's power in numbers. Find your brothers and find your sisters. And you guys process what's happening. Before you even respond, process what's happening. And come to a, a rational um, agreement as to what steps that are needed to move forward. That's step one. Step two, always go to an ally. Get you somebody that has power. Um, whether that's administrator, a faculty member, or your professor, whoever. Go to them and let them know about what's taking place and the steps that you guys want to take moving forward. And a faculty member is, is actually one of the best allies you can have. I mean, the sh administrators are good, but faculty has a different voice. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And they're not, like, unionized and things like that. They have a different voice and pool that they can pull from, even resource-wise. So that's a great ally to have. And then, you know, execute the plan. Whatever the plan is, nonviolent, um, execute the plan, put the people in place. If you need to do a protest every week, you know, protest every week, new location, you know what I'm saying? If you need to do um, talk it out groups, you know what I'm saying, where maybe we don't want to necessarily act publicly, but we need somewhere where we can feel safe and talk about how we feel and positive. And maybe that's not a therapist, but we want to talk amongst a group. Right. All right. Create um group therapy, you know, for you guys to talk. It's so many ways that you can, um, one, deal with the frustration that's, that's probably building inside and then also take confront, mm -hmm. right, and take action um, regarding the, the issues absolutely and if you are if you are on a university's campus um i'm pretty sure they have a social work department go and talk to the social work faculty and professors and let them know about your uh strategies and your and look uh, up that protest because there's so much stuff you could probably do but they're gonna be they'll try to throw a new something at you know your conduct absolutely Absolutely. Um, so we, we recommend you first, you group together, you go and find your brothers and sisters who are aligned with your mission, with justice and, and a nonviolent protest. The second step is to get you an ally. An ally can be a professor, it could be a faculty member, um, or it could be someone in the social work department. Um, third, um, assess the problem, assess find, the find problem. out what you need, look at the student code of conduct book, mm. look at uh, advocacy books or are the best ways to advocate I can give you some suggestions You can do a silent protest um, And that's all about signs Your messages are plastered on signs And billboards um, And poster cards You just um, stand there And you just stand there quietly And you say nothing You can do a, a sit-in Where you go into the auditorium Or you go into the student union Or you go into the lecture halls And you sit there uh, At a certain amount of time Just so your point can get crossed Or you can go to the president's office And you can sit in his office you can do that you can contact your local um politicians your local uh, news departments and let them know that you're about to protest before you protest so you can get that media coverage mm -hmm. that you're looking for and mm -hmm. third social media is always a good uh form to use to get the message out mm -hmm. um and reach other people people so one was grouped together two ally Three, assess the problem. Um, four, execute the plan. Now, assessing the problem, you can use one of the little strategies I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. The silent protest, social media, uh, sit-in. You could do the lay-in, like when you lay on the floor. What's that mm -hmm. called? It's like a sit-in. It's like a sit-in, but you lay down. Protest, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, four, execute the plan. Um, and stand there. And do not resist against... No, resist against the ones that are going to come and push back. Um, resist against white supremacy. Resist against injustices. Um, and let's promote... Uh, uh, unity. Let's promote unity. And peace. And peace. And equity. And equity. I like that. You're going to edit that. No, I'm not. <laughs>
Well, I think that's good. Okay, I like that. You you like that? Yeah, I that like was that. a good segment. You can you got on your box. I got on my box. You got on your box. Oh, I got on. All right, so we're gonna do an LL segment. LL, just in case if you got that mean listener letters, but. Obviously, we don't have any letters because no one has been listening. No, because people we have put, been listening. Well, they have been listening, but we haven't put out any recent show to solicit letters. So, but when we wasn't recorded, I did get a lot of questions on how to start a podcast from a few people because everybody wants to have a podcast, right? So, which is okay. Yeah, no, no problem. So, um, the basic, like, how to start a podcast on the basis it's like you need a you need a topic that people want to listen to and that you want to continuously talk about mm-hmm. because or i mean if and if you're not going to have a topic you need to have a, a structure so are we going to talk about a focus events, right, right right are you going to talk about reality shows are we going to talk about celebrities culture, right and things like that um education cooking movies game of thrones whatever find a genre find a yes. problem find a sector in society that you want to focus on yes and then after that you need um basically software and a microphone I have a really cheap microphone that we record off of. But you ain't even know that. And um, and I have a really small computer, so I don't. And you have ain't a, even know that. A lot of space on my computer, so the software that I use, um, so I record with a Radio Shack microphone. Once I record, I save that recording and I edit that recording in Audacity, which can be found online for free. It's a um, editing software you can like edit music on here add sound effects and things like that so for the show i do all the the lane the music over the audio and all of that so i do like all that stuff for the show um through audacity just downloading tracks importing them in and things like that um what else do i do um well, I think that's it. Okay, so then you record, you edit, right. and then you need to get an RSS feed. A RSS feed is basically going to allow you to put your podcast wherever you want it. Um, I have RSS feed. Well, we have RSS feed through SoundCloud. Um, it's free through SoundCloud. Um, but the only thing about SoundCloud and, and all of the other um, websites where you can get an RSS feed is if you're going to put material on there um they're going to charge you by the space so like for example i use soundcloud and soundcloud has like a seven dollar a month program where you can have only up to six things and then you have to move up and then you have to pay like fifteen dollars a month for unlimited space so if you ever were on our soundcloud page you're able to see all of our tracks and that's because we pay for unlimited spacing on SoundCloud. So we 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 put our show on SoundCloud first, and then it RSS feeds to other places like Google Play and iTunes and Stitcher. We we took that RSS feed um, address and plugged it into other sources where you can listen to. Um, podcast. So that's pretty much all you need. You need a topic, right? Mm-hmm. You need a microphone, a computer, and software. Equipment. Um, yeah, and then you um, are. a RSS feed, you know, and go and just grow your podcast from there. So you got anything to add? Uh, and just if you want a dope co-host, find somebody who think on the lines that you think on, or or opposite, cause or that opposite, because cool. that could be cool. Um, just somebody who's down there who gonna be committed. That's all. Commitment is big. It is probably the biggest key. Yeah, for sure. But that's basically it. So um, you could take the steps one, two, three. If you're looking to be an entrepreneur and you know radio, because it's kind of like radio. You know, mm-hmm. get your foot wet and see where you belong Ooh. and how you fit in the field. Go ahead and go at it. And if you want some more recommendations, suggestions, or if you even want to be featured on our show, you know where to hit us up at. Something to brag about at gmail.com. That's good. Alrighty. All right. So now it's time for MVE. 
Nope, it's not. Yes, it is. I thought it was something to brag about. No, it's MVP. Okay, most valuable educator. Did you forget? Yep. Is them? Is them, what kind of icebreakers is them? Strawberry. Oh, I got the cinnamon kind. You had these before? No. You got the last one. I can. Yep. Thank you. Your breath is on bang anyway. It's not. It's not. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Thing. I like this cute. All right, so it's time for MV. M V. E-A. Okay. So, who your MVE? Okay, I just want to just say this. This lady <laughs> called me, right? So I called her back. She said, sorry, I got the wrong number. I said, okay. She called me back and she left a voicemail. Get your life. Right. <laughs> Did she not hear you when who, you said like, the first time? Right. Like, who, like, get your, you called the same, same number. number. The first time you got voicemail. So, I know the second time you got my voicemail. Right, right, right. So, you heard the voicemail the first time when you said you had the wrong number. Get your life. All right, so my MVE is <clears throat> this lady by the name of Kenyatta Hardison. And basically, I believe she is a music teacher mm-hmm. at a school, and she had her choir practicing, and they just did such a good job. These kids couldn't have been no more than 12. But it was really interesting to see how happy, how enthused, how passionate they were about singing. You know what I'm saying? And as everybody know, in the educational system, they're trying to push the fine arts out and saying that you can get those extracurricular. So to see someone still passionately working with students um, in a fine arts way was just very, like, very inspiring. Um, I was happy. I was overjoyed to see that. And I was overjoyed to even see that she is so great at what she do that she was able to pull on the talents that these children already possess. So she gets my MVE. And she didn't Kenyatta. use just no, like, regular instrumental no, but no, I want you to so I want you to hear some of the some of the singing. I'm gonna fast forward so you can hear this alone. They sound good. But You hear this kid? How you get little kids to do this? can't take it okay so you can hear the rest on my page but i just couldn't take it like what you got these kids out here singing like adults you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i just thought that was cool yeah that's dope mind me when i was in uh grade school you know <laughs> I was like, look at little bread right, right there right. little fat ass <laughs> <laughs> Call no kid no fat no me oh i was, I was about to say you out of control i call a kid fat in a minute they fat Okay, moving forward. Okay, moving moving forward. Uh, so my MVE. You have to sing. Yeah, I'm sorry. My MVE goes out to Shawan Dorch. Her name is Shawan Dorch. Shawan Dorch is a old teacher of my brother's who I recently became reacquainted with. And she is doing great things. She is a humanitarian. She actually created her own organization in which um, I'm going to be on the board with her. Um, And she has a mission 
to help those who have been victimized and who are survivors of sexual abuse. Um, so shout out to her for the good work that she's doing for tackling the elephant in society um, and helping people bridge those gaps in their lives and overcome that trauma. So shout out to Shawan Dorch. Let, I'm trying to let me get up in there. Okay, I, I put you on. Okay. She, if you tag her and stuff when you do all this, she'll hear it. And we'll get you uh get you popping and going. Okay. And for those who are interested, I'm trying to find a page uh right now. Um, but it's a good initiative. It's not a lot of organizations, um, especially that work with people of color who are about this and are not afraid to talk about um sexual assault. So again, if you're looking for the group on Facebook, it's called Herd Humanitarian Corporation. So it's H dot E dot A dot R dot D dot Humanitarian Corporation. Um, and it's an open group. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I just want to. It's an open group, um, and you can go in here. You can talk to other survivors. You can, you know, vent. Oh, you wow. can share what's on your mind. Um, whatever it is, you can get encouragement. Oftentimes, Doctor B, myself, I post encouraging words and motivational quotes and things in there just Ooh. to inspire people and to help them um, make it through their day and overcome like that trauma and obstacles that they face. So once again, shout out to Shawan Dorch uh, for this initiative. Thank you for reaching out to me and allowing me to be a part of this change that is desperately needed today in society and helping those who have been victimized by sexual abuse um, find some type of relief um, and become survivors overall. So that's my MVE. Cool. Okay. Um, and Danny, I can add you to the group. Cool. I had went blank for a second. Um, I had something to say. But I don't remember. Thank you. I've been at it. Well, those are our MVEs. If you have an MVE, you can send that in to something to brag about at gmail.com. And we just might share that on the show. We just might. All right. So now it's time for something to brag about. It is. You know what I'm saying? So this week, my something to brag about, for those of you who didn't know, I am a motivational speaker, a public Are speaker. Are you? Okay. I am. I um, So I go across the state of Michigan, and I talk to high school students, professionals, and I even do one-on-one time with individuals who are seeking some type of um, consultation or just want somebody to give them some kind words or um, wise words uh, of wisdom or whatnot. Encouraging words. Right. So long story short, my something to brag about is now... I am on the 6th of October will be at Cobo Hall in downtown Detroit um, on a panel talking to high school students. I was solicited to be a part. It's a huge um, opportunity for me. I'm going to use it as a networking opportunity, but more so to... Um, give back to the community and to instill in the lives of the young folks um, the importance of education and how impactful um, and, and transformative education really is. So my something to brag about is me getting back into the realm of public speaking um, and doing something that I really enjoy doing. Like if I can get paid to stand before people and talk all day, I will because it's a reciprocal process that happens. When I leave, I feel empowered rejuvenated i feel you know overjoyed because i know that somebody just um their life just changed i, I just really gave a different level of perspective and provided lenses to people um who didn't see their problem in the way that they saw it or will see it after i was done with them so that's my something to brag about okay what about you miss bragg that's good Randy. What the <laughs> No, for real, that's good. Thank Not something to brag about is something to brag about. Okay. We got it back. We back on. And this is... This goes out to all entrepreneurs, right? And I know this Danny something to brag about, but since we are a, a team, right? Um, and all business owners, everybody who's like trying to get their business off the ground, there will be periods where it's downtime, and you may have to step away, and you may have to take a break and do what you have to do. But all by all means necessary, get back to the grind. Pick up where you stop. Don't let it die. Um, because once, when you think about it, you you making money for somebody else mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah. Their money is not falling to the wayside because you decide you don't want to go to work. Okay. They're going to 
drop you, call in somebody else, and they're going to continue to allow their business to operate. So to my entrepreneurs and my business-minded individuals, I know sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes your, your motivation, it dwindle, um, and it may lay at, at, the, at, the, at the base. Um, but get back to it. So I'm proud Danny got back to her when I got the text. She like, come on, let's do it. Shut up when I got the text. No, but like, look, you was going to get the text because I was going to text you. But, you know, I be feeling like I don't want to bother people. You know what I'm saying? But it's all right. But I be feeling like I don't want to bother people. But that's my excuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's your excuse. Because you may not be a bother. You never know. Because the same week when I text Danny like, hey, Danny, we need to get back. She was like, I was just thinking about texting you. But life sometimes get in the way and you Mm -hmm. forget. So um, it was dropped in my spirits to get back to it. So we back to it. So we we, we glad that, you know, we're here. That the mission is still the mission. The drive and the motivation is still present. Present, and it's okay to take like, a take a break. My boyfriend was like, I was like, so I was like, yeah, so I gotta go record on on, on Sunday or whatever. And he was like, for 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 what? Cause you he like do what? I was like record. He was like something to brag about. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. I was like, thank <laughs> you. And then like when I was leaving to come here to record, he was just like, I'm so proud, I'm so proud. I was like, you so cheesy. That's like, what's up though. I'm proud. Yeah. Of, I'm proud too. Get back yeah. to it. Um, but let this be a message to everybody else who's listening. You know, take a break, but get back to it. Don't let it stop. All right. I don't have anything. You don't have anything to say? No. So, you know, we thank you once again for coming to highlight us. This has been your favorite intellect, Dr. B. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for that. I was supposed to be like, all right, y'all. See y'all later. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Do it again. You said this has been your favorite intellect, Dr. B. I'm done with you. <laughs> I didn't turn I'm it not to Moses. Oh, so no, come on, come on, come no, on, come on. Uh, so be glad, like I said, this has been your favorite intellect, Dr. B. And your homegirl, Danny F. And like I said before, we're glad that you came here and listened so we can give you something, something to, to brag, brag about. about. Peace. Dose.